to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one only dollar throw Martella. It is another in Fuego day in the hottest city in the world. It's December 11th. Can you guys don't realize I'm down here in Miami, chilling on South Beach. Close enough, close enough, close enough. It's December 11th. They said we have highs of 76, lows of 68. It's a fairly good day, to be honest with you. It's a lot better than what we've had the last couple of days. Last couple of days, I've, I've actually had to wear sweatpants. Like, I ain't done that shit in forever. Right now, current temperatures is, is, is 74 degrees. Part of the late start for those that are trying to catch the live show. We were having a little bit of technical difficulties. And with those technical difficulties, listen, it was, it was, it was double-folded. I had somebody here working on my sink. And, and 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 that caused me to start late. And I thought I thought I was gonna be able to get him out of here to start on top. And that wasn't the case. And then I, and then when I popped on, I had all, I was having video issues. So I just had to kind of start the podcast. And I was like, fuck it. You know what? If you guys get this on YouTube today, then you know what? Yeah, you get you get lucky. If not, then you know what? Sorry. It's just it's just one of them days that you gotta go through. And it looks like that we have everything running now on all platforms. We got a big show for you today in this one hour that we have to talk to you today. I see my co-host KJ popping up on the IG. What's going on? We got Kyrie yapping again. We got PG3 reing up. We have NCAA just making shit up as they go on. We got the NBA um, issuing out some new rules. We got preseason started. And also, I think we had Thursday Night Football that just happened a while ago. But, 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 but you already know what I say. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. I'm regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sport. Let's start just during this pot. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T Sports. So I don't know if you guys caught the caught the pre pre intro. First, first, first of all, first of all, first, please, first. But in case you missed the pre intro to the show, I want to say rest in peace again to Tiny Lister, aka Zeus. This is basically, if you don't know who Tiny Lister is. Then you too young for me. I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, I, was, I didn't think I was ever going to say that to somebody. But if you don't know who Tiny Lister, if you don't know who Zeus is, if you don't know who Debo is, yo, that's my bike. Yo, that's my chain. Yo, <laughs> how much you got on my 40, homie? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't know who he is, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to say, you just may be too young for me. But he died at the tender age of like a 60-something if I am not, if I'm not mistaken, I think like 68, 69. Uh, I didn't, I forgot to grab the age that he passed that, but he did that. Um, not only is he known, I guess, in the pop culture world as as Debo from Friday, right? And that's probably his his most prominent world. You know, Friday that give you that give you great lines like "Damn, Smokey," or "Bye, Felicia," or, or, or you know, countless other lines. You know. You know, um, I wouldn't go in there for about like 30, 45 minutes at least. <laughs> you know, th- different things. But I remember Tiny Lister also for his role in wrestling, like as we bring it into us into a sports world, right? Now, if you guys don't know that, he used to be a wrestler called Zeus, and during his during his run as Zeus. There was basically nobody out there. 
that was able to check this dude. Basically, it took a heroic effort <laughs> from Hulk Hogan himself just to be able to challenge this man. Yeah, they brought him in. It was I forgot what the what was what was the movie? I think it was the movie was called was called No Holds Bars. And he played and Tiny played a role in there in, in that movie as Hulk Hogan's rival. And that movie got Tiny Lister, right? Zeus or whatever you want to call him, Debo, it got him a spot. It got him a nice little spot in wrestling for, for, for a nice little run. I thought it was like a three to six month run. He made it over to a pay-per-view. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was in the ring with probably the, the one of the biggest sports figures in the world at the time. Yeah, like when you talk about like Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky, you have to throw in the immortal Hulk Hogan in there as well. He was one of those figures back in the back in that time when wrestling really had its, its stranglehold across uh, amongst the country, amongst the world. And still, people, when you was able to talk about it, you was able to still talk about it with, with a little bit of realness to it. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of realness to it. Right? But we got tiny, we got to see tiny in a small in a nice little small role in WWE. I can't remember if he had a if, if they gave him a belt at any point in time. But he was he was there as this indestructible object, this 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 guy that you just could not beat. And not only did he have Hulk Hogan with him, he had the macho he had the macho man Randy Savage with him. He had Miss Elizabeth with him, and it took a loaded purse filled with like weights, if I'm not mistaken. And it took like three of them, if I'm not mistaken. It took like three hits from this purse that had that had an unknown object in it for him just to be able to go down. Yeah, folks. So, so, so again, big up, big up, big up, big up. Yo, where, where the big ups on that? To the career, to the life, to the to the myth, to the story, to the legacy of Tiny List as we lose another as, as we lose another iconic person very recently. Uh, let's actually get into the show show now, right? I know it's always hard to transition it's always hard to transition i haven't found the easy way yet to transition from <laughs> talking about talking about somebody that has just passed to somebody that is living especially when you're talking about somebody that is living on the edge somebody that is living on the edge and it sounds like in a weird way that he's trying to that he's trying to kill his own career but you know what on contraire mon frere i don't think that's the case you know it's funny right because you guys have heard me here talk about Kyrie Irving. You know what? I don't have any buttons to push for a while. And I've checked all audio at least, <laughs> checked all the audios at least 50, 11 times. And it looks like everything is running smoothly. So so let's focus here for a while, right? I'm gonna pull up the pod beam so I can see the I can see if anybody decides to call. You guys have seen and heard me talk about Kyrie Irving countless times, countless, 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 countless times, right? And I think it's to say that I have an issue with Kyrie. And I don't necessarily have an issue with Kyrie. I just don't believe in the Kyrie mystique, right? And the Kyrie mystique has him out to be a player 
Yo, what is this? Doc OG? I have to remember about this Doc OG. This was fire. This is fire. Woo. 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 Doc OG, holla at me. I got a dude that knows a dude that knows a dude that may be able to help hook you up. Heineken, hook your boy up with a, with a, with a sponsor as well. I'll, I'll drink one of these every podcast if that's the case. You know what I mean? I go through three per podcast if you want me to. I got some old basketball in the back. I had I had West Virginia versus um Baylor on earlier, watching those two um two teams play. And there was this play on West Virginia that oh my god, I'm not gonna be I'm forgetting her name, but it's 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 God Moonsick, right? First name is Kesri, K-Y-S-R. I e I remember her because I remember like it looked a lot it looked, it looked a lot like Kyrie and we're talking about Kyrie right now so let me not go from one basketball topic to another basketball topic too much. Let's think here with Kyrie. Thank you. Let's think here with Kyrie for a second. And I I I I I I told you guys earlier in the year that you guys were gonna force something out of not just me, but from a lot of Brooklyn people, if you keep up the space where it seems like you're picking on Kyrie. I get it. Kyrie came out and said that he doesn't want to talk to the media. He feels that the media is always misconstruing his statements, but they're trying to build, and, and they are sometimes, they're trying to build a narrative. You know what I mean? They're trying to, and, but this this thing they're not trying to. They're trying to come between him and his teammates, and him and his brothers, and this that, and the third. La 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 And every time he answers questions, or he has an interview. Now, mind you, this last Kyrie Irving rant, right, is coming based off of an interview that he did on Kevin Durant's podcast, where not only did he say that we don't have a culture, I can coach this team. Anybody can coach this team. You know what I mean? Like, I could be a coach one day. Kevin Durant could be a coach one day. Whoever, whoever it can be. It's a Dimbley can be a coach. You know, anybody can be a coach on this team. He's the guy that said that. He's also the guy that said the, the, the earth is flat. And yet we misconstrued his words. He also came out and said, this is the first time I've ever played with a person that when I look across the court, I'm like, damn, he can make that shot too. I, and, and we all know that that's a shot at every single person he has played with outside of Kevin Durant. Like, I'm sorry, did we misconstrue those words? No, we didn't. We didn't, we're not parsing words. We're not playing semantics there. So Kyrie Irving came out and said that, I'm not gonna start talking, I'm not gonna talk to the mean anymore. You guys are just misconstruing my words. Like, you guys are just fucking up my shit. And I get it, right? Part of him feels a little hurt. I get it. Part of him feels that, you know what? Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I should stop talking. I'll just put the message out on my own platform. Which, listen, knock yourself out. Put yourself. Put all your shit out on your own platform. But the words that we're misconstruing isn't just out of interviews that you're having with the media. These are words that you're literally putting out there on other people's podcasts on OPP. So. If Kyrie, if you're down with OPP and we hear it, can we not decipher what you have said? Because if you felt that 
I'm talking to the Instagram people as well, right? If you felt that what we were saying, right? Or what's if or listen, if you felt that Kevin Durant wasn't the only other person that can make that shot besides you. You would have said, yeah, the only other person, like this, like, this would be the first time in a long time that I've looked across the court and felt like I have somebody else that can make that shot besides me. I haven't felt this way since, Le- since, since I was playing with LeBron. If you wanted to exclude LeBron out of that equation, but you didn't. You didn't. You involved him. You put this right on him, B. But we're fucking up your words, right? Like, like we're, we're the problem here, right? The people that sit here the, like, and, 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 and absorb information and interpret it. We're wrong here because we're misinterpreting your words. Cool. That's how Kyrie Irving feels. So Kyrie Irving doesn't want to talk to any media anymore. I don't so much have a problem with Kyrie Irving not talking to the media anymore. Great. Kyrie Irving's still gonna talk. He's gonna go on, he's gonna go on OPP. And I gotta make sure I use that. I get that as a hashtag too. That's gonna be another hashtag I'm gonna have to start using. Other people's podcast. OPP. OPP, I can't explain it. So Kyrie Irving says he's not going to talk to the media. And the NBA made a quick response for Kyrie Irving and for the team. For a team that's owned by Alibaba, basically the the, the Asian version of, of, of Amazon, which I need to get some Alibaba stock. I don't know why I'm bullshitting to be honest with you. I need, I need to go ahead and invest in that stock for real, for real. You know what I mean? But for Kyrie Irving and for his own, and for the Brooklyn Nets, they are going to end up being fined $25,000 for every single time that Kyrie doesn't talk to the media. Great. What that means is that for every four games, he's going to be, he's going to be charged a hundred grand. Right? So now you do that four times 20, right? So now that's 20 times. If he does it all year, that is. Right, even though it's not 80 games this season, there's only 72. Let's just keep it at 80. So that's two million dollars. He's that 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 they are set to lose if Kyrie Irving stays true to form and don't talk to the media for any game. Yeah. A lot of mercy. Kyrie Irving is only going to put out statements. He's only he's only going to go on op. He's he's gonna he's just going to do the opp thing. And that's how he's going to get out the information. But that's still not going to stop us from deciphering what Kyrie Irving says. It's, it's, it's not going to stop us from wondering about Kyrie's thoughts. Oh, I, 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 I'm not for nothing. If Kyrie never even talks to the media again, I don't even think that's that's a big deal. But he has a, he has a he has a contractual obligation, and that contractual obligation he has media he has media obligation. So Kyrie Irving is going to probably end up being a, a boring interview. But what you're gonna end up doing, you're gonna you're gonna end up tuning in to all of Kyrie Irving's platforms, any platform that Kyrie Irving decides to bless, right? Other people's platforms, other people's podcasts, whatever you want to call OPP, 
like I said, the, like, oh, it's for other P, it's for P who puts his temple. The last P, well, that's not so simple. Understand? So, Kyrie Irving doesn't want to do media. I am not going to sit here and bash Kyrie Irving for not wanting to talk to the media, not talk to the media, because Kyrie Irving is going to talk. It's in Kyrie Irving's nature. Kyrie Irving is going to talk one way or another. He he can't he can't help himself. And to be honest with you, I don't see that I don't see this as that as that big of a deal. And now let's come back to my part. But people just constantly think that I'm gonna I would attack Kyrie for every for any and everything. No, 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 no. Certain things matter, certain things don't matter to me. Right? Because even as, as I sat back, I was like, you know what? Kyrie really doesn't want to talk to me. Like, like he's dumb as fuck. Like, like, like we like like we understand, like, yeah, you understand, even when he talks about being fine, he, he comes out and says, Well, I hope that money goes to in the times that we're in, right? Cause he's trying to he's, he's trying to sound all educated and shit as the as the vice president of the players association and the times that we're in. Let's uh, let's go ahead and and and, and make sure that that this fine money, as he called it, right? This fine money goes goes to organizations and, and to the neighborhoods and, and and to the charities that that, that need it. If you don't know this already, the fine the money that players get fined that fine money automatically already goes to charity. So half of it goes to charity. Right, the organizations and and whatever and whatever needs to and whatever needs to be done, and that is usually the de um, deciphered in, in correlation with the NBA Association and the NBA Players Association. But also, also, the other half goes to the union. NBA Players Association Union, and I don't know if they get if any of that goes to the refs. I, I I'm telling you, I don't know if any side goes to the refs. I don't know if anything goes to any other department, but. That is, I'm sorry, I'm seeing a commercial for a new Disney cartoon that looks like it could have the voice of either Eddie Murphy, Samuel Jackson, <laughs> uh, Michael B. Jordan, or, or countless other people. But um, I'm not gonna sit here and be upset with Kyrie. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. What's gonna end up happening? And I told you guys this. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna warn you again because you're getting very close at nitpicking at every little thing Kyrie Irving does. And let me remind you guys, right? Because it's starting to happen to me already, and I know I'm not the only Brooklyn crazed person out there. Pretty soon, it's gonna start feeling like you're taking a shot at, at not just Kyrie but the city of Brooklyn, because Brooklyn. Is gonna have to start defending everything that Kyrie does, and once we have to start defending everything that Kyrie does on a consistent basis, we're gonna start taking all shots at Kyrie personally, which means that we're gonna protect Kyrie like it. Like so, it's gonna be New York City, and it's gonna be the Brooklyn Nets, and it's gonna be Brooklyn right here. And I'm telling you, I, I, I'm gonna keep reminding you guys this: the last thing that you want is Brooklyn solidified with one purpose and one goal in mind. Because I'm gonna tell you this again. I'm gonna remind you of this. I'm gonna remind you of this. Like you keep talking about about Kyrie this and Kyrie that, but don't but or Brooklyn this and Brooklyn that. If you keep trying this, man, they're gonna come after your head with a Brooklyn bat. How do I rule Brooklyn Zoo? I don't think you understand that like you can't start nitpicking because especially if these guys start winning, 
especially if this team starts winning, what are you going to do then? Right? If they start winning, I, all of this crap that you keep talking about, Kyrie while he's not playing basketball, Brooklyn's going to look at it about about winning. And, and not only when they're winning, you know what's going to end up still happening? Brooklyn is going to talk shit because Brooklyn is braggadocious like a motherfucker, B. Like, we don't sit quietly and enjoy nothing. You understand? That Brooklyn bravado, like, that, yo, that, that comes bearing straight from the chest. Like, like, like don't get it twisted. Or, oh, you get twisted and fucked up. So the nitpicking on Kyrie Irving is going to have to stop. I'm not even mad at him right now. I, I get it. Whatever. You feel like you're being picked on. Like, like he's out of line. He's out of pocket. I, I, I get that shit. Like, he's completely out of pocket, right? But so what? He doesn't want to do it. Okay, I get it. He doesn't want to do it. He's going to be fine. I get it. Right, I even understand. Like, even him said, like, "Oh, I hope he's like, like he's stretching. Like, yeah, he's a stretch." But stop nitpicking on Kyrie. Stop it. Like he said what he said. Now, granted, all of this comes back up because LeBron James just finally answered or just finally responded to Kyrie Irving's words. So this is even a funnier thing about it, right? Because I'm telling you, like, I feel like he's being picked on Kyrie, but everything is justified. But it's gonna seem like you're picking on him. Is that? This all became a story because LeBron James just responded to Kyrie's statement. And now suddenly Kyrie's response to, to, to LeBron's response to his statement is, oh, the media is making this shit up. The media is dragging things out of, out, out of is taking things, is taking things out of, out of context. Oh, the media is trying to make up this story. No, 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 no. LeBron James, just like how you went on OPPs, right? LeBron James went on an OPP. And even LeBron James came out and said, like, yo, I read that. And I was like, yo, for real? Like, for real's for real? Like, yo, all I wanted for you to be great, B. Like, I just wanted you to get to my level. Like, I just wanted you to be great. Like, that's, what, that's what LeBron really means. Maybe he says, I, I want these guys to be, I just want you to get, I just want you, like, they said you had the potential, I wanted you to get up to my level, B. That's all I want, I was trying to pick you up. And this is how you going to do me, me? Like, you understand, I'm the head of the family. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like I'm, 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 the, I'm, the high, I'm the high chief. I am your tribal chief, and this is how you going to do me? Wacko sucio. I was hurt. Hurt, B. I was hurt when they just talked about my quarterback. I was hurt. But it's not Kyrie's fault. It's oh, it's everybody else's fault. I get it. I get it. I'm not trying to tell you guys that Kyrie Irving is right here. I'm not trying to say that. You guys need to give Kyrie Irving a pass. I'm not trying to say none of that shit. What I am trying to tell you, though, is that you're going to have to stop nitpicking on every little thing that Kyrie Irving does. Because if you do that, you're going to end up solidifying 
the most dangerous city in the world and have them unified behind one cause and that is to protect Kyrie and to protect Brooklyn and if you make that happen and if you guys end up causing that the NBA isn't going to like it the NBA fans ain't going to like it the East ain't going to like it like you ain't gonna like on the Mighty Sports Podcast because I am gonna start taking those as personal shots at Brooklyn. And there's nothing else I hold nearer or dearer to my heart that I keep tight to the vest than my Brooklyners. I'm warning you guys, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's also something that the NBA end up telling their players. They said, you know what? We're tired of this load management shit that you guys are doing. Load managed during a national televised game again, and I am finding the fuck out of you. Go go find the real words. But let's 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 not sparse words. Like like let's 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 let's, let's, let's get into language that soldiers can understand. Do that shit again, and I'm fucking up your pockets. I don't care if you want to rest guys. Don't rest guys when when I when, when we're trying to do Houston versus San Antonio. Don't rest guys when we're when, when when we've been trying to big up Lakers versus Golden State for the last three weeks as a marquee game, and now all of a sudden you rest that game. No, no, if you want to rest, rest the fucking game before that. Rest two games before that. Rest the game after that shit. But they're about to be. FKA Twigs sues Shea LaBeouf, accusing the act of sexual battery, assault, and inflictions of emotional distress. Okay. That just came in on the wire. That's not sports related. NBA, so we're tired of your shit. We're not only going to be taking this. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't rest your players during games that we are trying to make the most money out of because you know what you're doing you're fucking up ratings like like I don't I don't care what you look at I don't care what you guys are saying the fact that we can't rely on you for the big games is starting to fuck up ratings because people are saying we don't need to watch we'll just catch the highlight now oh we don't need to get this person in. like the casual fan isn't going to catch and they're like oh this is now just a game like it's Cleveland versus Detroit this is any regular game this is this is this is like New York versus Atlanta this is, this is just any piece of shit game out there, right? So they said, "Don't do it. Or we're gonna start finding you guys." Now the parameters of the fines, I don't, I don't have all the all the details. Go look that shit the fuck up. We got it. It's in there somewhere. But the NBA this fat out said, "Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it." Which is also something I probably would have told the LA Clippers if they would have asked my advice about resigning Paul George, but. My opinion doesn't mean shit, right? In in the eyes of the LA Clippers. But apparently, it, that Paul George Oh, sorry, I just caught a story that Damian Lillard is considered one of the most underrated players, and Paul George is, is amongst one of the 
most overrated players. That just came across my wire. So, the Los Angeles Clippers have officially signed Paul George to an extension. They've signed him to a, I think it's a five-year, $190 million contract to stay with the Los Angeles Clippers. And while I wholeheartedly disagree with giving Paul George that kind of money, and and especially this Paul George, right? If you would have asked me about Paul George five years ago, yeah, I, I would have taken the Paul George five years ago. The Paul George that just came from Indiana, yeah. The Paul George that was in Indiana, yeah, I would have taken that. Maybe even so, the Paul George that was in Oklahoma City, maybe. And I guess that's what the problem is, because the Paul George is what Oklahoma City is the one that basically earned this contract. And since Oklahoma City, Paul George ain't been the same. Paul George, but like I said, I can't blame Oklahoma City fully. Oklahoma City really, really, really. Not Oklahoma City, but I can't blame the LA Clippers. The LA Clippers gave up a lot to get Paul George. A lot of a lot. If I'm not mistaken, they gave away three first round picks. If you're a New York Knicks fan, right, then you absolutely know what giving up three first round pick does three first round picks does to your franchise, especially once the hype period is gone, or if whoever's there enough doesn't pan out. Paul George is way better than anybody that the Knicks had gotten at that time when they gave up all those picks, right? Actually, wait, was that for Melo? I may have to take that. I'm going to have to retract that statement because that may have been for No, that wasn't for Melo when that happened. I can't remember. I can't, to be honest, I can't remember. But it could have been. Which means I have to take that whole statement back about being better than New York Knicks over there. Ever had? Cause I'm, I'm, over, I'm over here thinking like this is like the Antonio McDice trade or some or, or time frame. I'm thinking, but no, this may have been this may have been 100% the mellow time frame. I don't think Paul George is worth this five-year, 190 million dollar deal. But you do have to, but you do have to extend him. You're not gonna let Paul George go. You gave up too much for him. Um, Enough, enough for nothing. If, you, if if they didn't re-sign Paul George, not like not like he was about to lose him right now, but you want to show faith and 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 it's and it's something that you've also learned about Paul George. Paul George is is Paul George can be frazzled very easily if 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 situations aren't ideal for him. Meaning that Paul George doesn't come through in the in the in the clutch moments of life, and any little thing can throw him off. So I guess um, I guess tying up his contract is one less thing that he has to worry about. It puts him in it puts him in good spirits. It makes it seem like the team really wants him, that they believe in him, that that that, that they want to b- build around him and Kawhi Leonard and make this part of the future. Do you know what I saw? I'm sorry. Do you know what I saw? I saw a team that was ha- that, that, that that was held hostage. I saw a team that was handicapped. I saw a team that 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 basically had had cut had 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 cut their toe and realized that. That they was good, that <laughs> they stabbed their toe and realized that they was gonna have to cut this bitch off. They was they was gonna have to save their foot. Like that's what I got out of this. But also what I saw, and this is just me, and maybe this is because 
this is one of the teams that I've had. I've had as a possibly trade destination. But what I saw was that now you have a contract worth trading to Houston for James Harden. That's what I end up seeing. Now, based off of the assets that the L.A. Clippers just gave up, it is going to be damn near impossible to to give up to, to be able to get James Harden if you're talking about also adding first round picks because they don't have any more first round picks in the immediate future that I think Houston gives a fuck about. Or and anything else will be just reckless because you're already talking about handcuffing your franchise for the next six years. Right? You do anything worse and you talk about handcuffing your franchise for the next decade. To be able to try to get a ring within the next five years, maybe your biggest opening a window. But I thought that was interesting, though. Like I said, because and and also not for nothing, I, I think I've said this over and over again. I don't put anything past Jerry West. Now the Jerry West now was also the same person that that made them that may have made the mistake to get Paul George with all of these assets, yeah. But you know what? Somebody saw an opportunity, and and when that opportunity came, especially since they had they they had just Oklahoma City had just given up a ton of shit to get Paul George, right? Now they now they got back a ton of shit to get back um, to give up Paul George, and now they're back where they started. But but if you're gonna be the LA Clippers. You're not going to be able to get any of those assets back, any of those that draft capital back, that is. But if you can find a way to get rid of all of those second-round picks for the next five years, <laughs> like, I, I'll do it. You give me James Harden on the L.A. Clippers team, and I get rid of Paul George and four second-round drafts. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll like because you understand. If you if I give up four straight years of second round draft picks, you got you, I, what I'm doing. I'm telling you, like, listen, you know what this is like. These four these 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 four draft picks, you can start coupling these to get yourself into the first round. You can start coupling these to get to to get yourself into position. Like, you can tell somebody, hey, I got these two picks. Let me let me get the, let me get these two second round picks. For your mid first round pick. And somebody may be like, you know what? I got the 20th pick. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Like, I don't have much that I'm trying to do right now anyway. And I think that the guys that I want, listen, there's always a way. And and a phrase that's always said there's a sucker born every day as well. So there are a couple of names that pop in my head when I think about James Harden, period, right? And it isn't just the LA Clippers, but from day one, from the moment that James Harden, this James Harden on the trade on the block had first started, a couple of teams came to my mind, right? And it wasn't just it wasn't just the Brooklyn Nets that he wanted to go to, and we had to share the timeline because we because the timeline shows. Listen, we've been talking about this amongst ourselves in the Mighty Sports Podcast, right? Amongst the amongst the co-hosts. For months now, months before it broke anywhere, before they just broke this this week, we've been talking about it, right? 
And what we've been talking about is not just him possibly going to Brooklyn, but him going to Philly and what that means for Philly, right? Because we, we talked about Philly's style of play. And correct me if I'm wrong, right? While I know that Ben Simmons is the, is the, is the talent that they keep talking about going over there, right, or being traded for James Harden, the last time I checked, though, didn't Ben Simmons go down in the playoffs with an injury? Is Ben Simmons even going to start this season? Is anybody – like, somebody tell me, because this pre preseason basketball's already started today. Well, yeah, today's December 11th. We got basketball. We're talking basketball. I know I took a long break right there. <laughs> I had to get my thoughts back together because when it comes to this, when it comes to this James Harden thing, right, this just becomes very interesting to me. The first place we heard him talk about was was going to the Brooklyn Nets. Right after the Brooklyn Nets, one of my first one of my first thoughts was going to be with uh, was going to be with the Philadelphia 76, 76ers. The Philadelphia 76ers in there, you're obviously going to get rid of um, of Ben Simmons, also because Ben Simmons is injured, and you can give him a little bit more time to recover as 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 the Houston Rockets go through a part of that rebuild, and then you go ahead and and you, and you bring him in and you start working things together. He also got Boogie Cousins over there. You're going to see what kind of pieces you can work. Boogie Cousins, Joel Embiid, you understand? Know like Ben Simmons will be will be able to do semi comparable things with these two guys, right? But it's going to completely change how Philly is played, and it's going to completely change how Doc Rivers, um, how Doc River plays. But also here, I this is those weird things to me again, where you're going to compound chokers, right? Like we understand that Doc Rivers has won championship, has won has won a championship in the past, but also Doc Rivers is also the only coach to be to um um to lose a series while up three one three times now. He's, that's that's been him. James Harden happens to also be one of those players that has lost the league, that has lost the series while up 3-1. Chris Paul is also one of those players. So you understand when I, when I say you used to compound these guys together? So now you try to with Chris Paul. That ain't work. Now, now you go over and try to with Doc Rivers. Let's see how that works for James Harden's career. Now, there was also another team that I talked about, right? And 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 this team is, was, the, was one of the dark horses, right? Now you understand that when I mentioned this team, the first response was, I hear about Brooklyn. I ain't hear about that team. But also nobody heard about Philly yet either. I'm going to bring up this team in a second, right? Because I'm pretty sure you guys have an idea of what team I'm referring to him going about James Harden coming to, going to, coming to, however you want to refer to it, right? Going to. But there was one team that didn't really pop up on the radar until this week. But it popped up on my radar weeks ago. And I'm going to tell you why. It was a statement made by Giannis Antetokounmpo, former two-time, you know, the two-time MVP of the league. When he came out of statement, he said, I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but... I don't care about being the number one guy. I'll be the number two, the number three guy. Like I like listen. If people want to come here and be the number one, make them do that. Shit. Like like I just want to win. I just want to win a chip. That's all I want to do is bring a championship to Milwaukee. Like I don't care about being the one two guy. Like I just want to win. And as soon as he said, I don't care about being the number one guy. 
my first my first text message was to the group and was like james Harden, how do you feel about james Harden to the box now my co-host k didn't like it but what about james Harden to the box because when Giannis came out and said i don't mind not being a primary ball handler i don't mind being that dude it left everything open to be like yo we could go to Milwaukee and be that guy. Now I don't know what Milwaukee has. I don't know if they can. I don't. I'm not. I don't think that they can get rid of Holiday after just signing him. There may be something in the contract that says that they have to wait for a while. But if there's nothing left there, it makes me wonder what they're gonna do with Drew Holiday, right? Because if they don't have to move Drew Holiday and they have other pieces to give up, and I don't care what those pieces are. If you're telling me you have Drew Holiday, I mean, Milwaukee still got picks. Actually, do they still got picks? Damn, they just give up a vote for, for, for Drew as well. Damn. But if you have Drew Holiday, and, and the Holidays are legendary. In the Thank you. Right on top. The, 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 the Drews, well, I said the Drews, the Holidays are mighty legendary in the Bay. Listen, go talk to When Giannis made that statement, is that you just let the whole entire league know? Listen, I'll take Bradley Beal, I'll take Tatum, I'll take John Wall, I'll take Russell Westbrook, I'll take James Harden, I'll take any dump. Yeah, you don't have to find a guy that is gonna appease to my personality, right? You don't have to find a guy that is going to that that is gonna try to feel like they have to bend to me. Like no, you could bring in a you could bring in a strong ass personality that's gonna want to take all this team. Like I'm okay with another alpha on this team. Like I don't give a fuck. That shit means nothing to me. It's nothing, B. It's nothing. It's nothing, nigga. Nothing. I'll take that shit all day as long as it means a chip. But that may not work either, because because all of these teams, right? They 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 found a way to. To really give up a lot of assets, the Clippers gave up a lot of assets recently. If I'm not mistaken, the Buck gave up a lot of assets recently to make to get the holiday to get the holiday kid. The other dark horse, and this this dark horse is really because of how silent they have been. It's their silence that scares me more than anything else. And it's the Miami Heat. Yes, folks, the Miami basketball heat. <laughs> I don't even know why I call them the basketball basketball. But the Miami Heat are the is the other team that kind of scares me because they've been silent. And we all know how Pat Riley works. He felt like I had to go off on Pat Riley the other day, but 
he functions in the shadows a lot. Like when you heard them make when you heard them talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, that was because they thought that Giannis was on the block and they had to let him know. And they had to let the world know, listen, listen, we want the world to know that we want you. But when you're trying to get a guy like James Harden out of his contract two years early, you don't want to you don't want to make things public. You don't want to make yourself sound desperate. You don't want to be. You don't want to be that flat that that flock of dudes that's sweating that 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 one broad that thinks she's too cute. You know what I mean for her own shit to stink. Like like you don't ever want to be that dude. What you end up being is a dude that ignores her while everybody else is chilling. Right, and then while everybody everybody else is trying to catch your attention, you catch her break eyes with you, and you give a little look. Know what I mean? And then she breaks ranks of everybody. Say, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, I, I just see my friend that I was that I was waiting for, and she come over to you, and she hits you. I was like, yo, yeah, I just had to basically tell her that that I'm the person I've been waiting for all night. So, so what's what's good? Get a drink. Oh, he spark up a little conversation. Hit up some spark up a little bit of lie as well. Lie, loud for you guys. All right, get that good, good. And next thing you know, you you bounce to a dollar sign place where the lights are low, but 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 camera still may be watching. Street corners under the curb on top of the cars, what I'm trying to say here. So you don't want to be the so Miami function always as we're not gonna be the dude that's constantly sweating you. Like we've seen pussy before. Like, like, like this isn't our first time here. So don't treat like we ain't gonna come over here and act like like you the best thing since sliced bread. Nah, like you want what I got. Like, like you, you want these rings. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you want what we just did last year. But Miami is one of those, is one of those G's and lasagna. They really and truly like to move in silent. And I will not be surprised if he ends up on the Miami Heat. So because those are honestly my five prospects. Now, honestly. If Boston still would have had Brandon Hayward, I would have put Boston in there. But still don't put Boston out of that of that of that scenario. If you're talking about Jalen Brown, maybe Marcus Smart, right? But Marcus Smart is such the, such the lifeblood of that team. Like I'll probably hold on to him more than I want to keep Brown. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not gonna touch Tatum. You figure out a couple of things, but like, but I don't. I don't really see Boston being that team. I don't see Toronto being that team either. Even though Toronto in, intrigues me, because is Usayu Jerry still not there? Um, I couldn't even say he could have left already. He could have left already. But if I'm not mistaken. If Usayu Jerry is still in Toronto, I um that's another team that I don't like how quiet they are when it comes to 
the transactions around the league. So, but it goes, but it goes my top five teams. Like we know about Miami, right? I mean, we know about Brooklyn. We know we know about Philly up until this point. But I have the Clippers, I have the Bucks, and I have the Miami Heat, right? Those are the top five teams that I believe I see James Harden possibly getting traded to um, this year if I'm reading everything right. Now, like I said, there there are very few, very 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 few other teams that you may want to consider. Like I said, Boston, in a very weird way, let's see what happens there. Toronto, in a very weird way, let's see what happens there. And I keep saying these teams because I don't see him running to any team in the West thinking that's going to work. Like, I don't see him going to Phoenix and joining Chris Paul and, and, and Devin Booker, even though that will probably be a wonderful place to go. Put Devin Booker at the three, you get James Harden at the two, you get Chris Paul at the one, and then that's and unstoppable, unstoppable. Like that would be ridiculously unstoppable team. I don't see him going to I don't see him going to Portland and, and helping out that team. So, like I said, so so when he says when because remember James Harden changed up the whole entire scenario, right? When because he changed the narrative from I want to go to Brooklyn to I want to go to Brooklyn or a contender. And once he said or a contender, bam. Floodgates are open. Miami, Toronto, Boston, Portland, Dallas, 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 Dallas. <laughs> like imagine if he never leaves Texas. The possibilities are endless. And oh yeah, I, I even get a chance to mention that we got a fight coming up this weekend with Shakur Stevenson, a New York native. As he's gonna have, as he's gonna have himself a fight. I think he's gonna have himself on an ESPN fight. So it's gonna be a top rank fight on ESPN this weekend. I don't even have the other guys' numbers or stats or information to be honest with you, right? Shakur Stevenson, he's another one of those young guys that that, that we've been talking about. This uh, we talk about in the same breath as Errol Spence. That we talk about in the same. Okay, Errol Spence and Terence Crawford a little a little bit different ear. Breath because they, they they didn't talk a pound for pound. I don't believe Shakur Stevenson is quite there yet, but he's very quickly getting there. But when we're talking about young guys that you just need to watch because every time they're fighting, like it means something and it's interesting and it's good and it's and, and they and and they are ballerinas in the ring. Like like it is beautiful work what they do in the ring. Shakur Stevenson, Terrence Crawford, Tiafoma Lopez, Triple G, um 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 Vasali um Vasali Lomachenko. Uh, uh, um, Tyson Tyson Fury, like all of those guys are worth the watch. And it's funny that they're saying that boxing is dead, but I can't remember. And it's been a, it's been a while, and, and maybe it's been as well for a while now. But you know, what I mean, where, where it's been a, actually no, it's been a while that I've been able to just mention so many young guys, right? Because normally by the time we mention these guys. They normally like they've been in like like in their mid thirties. Like boxing has kind of chewed them up and washed them out, not giving them the proper a little what a little what's happened to Terrence Crawford a little bit. So now we're, we're starting to hear these guys. Like thank thank you to ESPN for the for the circuit that they that they have started to build again around boxing because because of the fact that they have their own boxing promotion, they have they have helped boxing really take that next step of relevancy again. 
as Dana White continues to take to take shots at boxing, because obviously we hear a fight coming up between Mayweather and one of the Rogan boys. As if his, as if his fighters, his fighter Conor McGregor wouldn't have jumped on that fight as well if if they would have accepted. Like like let's let's not ask, let's not let's not be Dana White. Dana, Dana White obviously he's he's a promoter for his brand, right? And sometimes he has to be a hater, right? Like like sometimes he has to naturally be a hater for boxing. Because of just what he what what he represents, but let's not be a hater on this one, Dana. Let's not be a hater on this one, Dana. Because if Conor McGregor could have taken that fight, he would have. But there's probably something in his contract that's probably stopping him. I didn't realize the race was this close: nine and three for the Bills and eight and four for the Dolphins. Huh. Jets zero and twelve. I'm not gonna lie. It's still like this part of me that I missed it. This is a part of me that missed the Jets. I'm not gonna lie. Like, like don't you guys still like tell too many people that? But it's still there's a still a small part of me that missed the Jets. I'm no longer a fan because of the racial like the racial um racial issues with the owner, right? But the racial insects is it like don't he don't he don't quite understand minority rights, whether it comes whether it's, it's, it's people of color or women. Like, like he said, he, he like that that shit just kind of baffles him all all together, right? He don't understand their their problems, but yeah. that's just being a little detached to me because you've known women your whole entire life. To say that you don't understand at least the, the, the issues of women, that's just being ignorant. Like I understand if you may understand like the people of color or or the stuff that's going on in other communities. Like you've been a billionaire for a good point. You've been a You've been wealthy for a good portion of your life, and, and you haven't had to deal with the stress and the struggles of the world. Doesn't mean that, that you can't be empathetic. And the fact that 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 is that his statements made it sound like he lacked empathy to, to either to either one, just minorities in general. Yeah, I don't need that as an owner anymore. So now I'm a Giants fan. But there's a small part of me that still misses the New York Jets for some odd reason. I don't even know why. So go ahead, Big Blue, as they're about to be number one in their division, and go ahead and make themselves into the playoffs. Because look, I said, I'm going to tell you one thing and one thing only. It don't matter how you make the playoffs. You just got to make the playoffs because that experience is is, is unfathomable. That's the reason why, why I wanted, wanted the New York Knicks to go ahead and get Russell Westbrook because that experience in the playoffs is unfathomable. Like, you can't measure that with my dick. We're out of there. Mighty Sports Podcast. Play my outro music. <laughs> I'm going to restart my day and do some other shit. I'm about to win the championship in 2K. I'm about to beat the Clippers. They're about to go down. Then I'm going to do some deliveries on Postmates. Santa Rosa, come to your tone. Out of from Postmates. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Pod B Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of real gathers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. 
potted down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My T. Sports.